Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by Tom Walker. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. As ever, this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. You can get 20% off uh, at manscaped.com with the discount code FBP20. We're on the back of a winner from last week. Tom, aren't you? You pulled through for us with the uh, traditional bomb-proof travel. Yeah, managed to pull through for the uh, profit chasers. So that's actually two wins in our last three shows, Tom. We had a winner, then we didn't win. Now we're back on it again. So if you're new here, you've come at a good time. Yeah, so if you are new here, what we usually do is go through every league, um, picking out all our betting highlights from each of the leagues. However, this week, it's a little bit of a change of schedule because it's the FA Cup third round. Um, I actually find that this is one of my favourite weekends in the calendar. I don't know about you, because there's such a mix of teams playing each other across the leagues. Yeah, I love the FA Cup. Um, I know that as time has gone on, it's probably got less and less important. But Tom, we were born early 90s. We'll, We'll leave it at that. And and um, I think we were the last generation of people to absolutely adore the FA Cup. So I'm really happy to be covering it. And from a betting perspective, I actually found a couple of nuggets, I think. We know you love an outsider. Oh, God, I can't wait. I've got three outsiders. I'm just bursting to uh, to get off my chest. But I imagine, Tom, that we're going to start in the EFL, because there is a smattering of uh, of league football, isn't there? Yeah, so we do have a few games in League 1 and League 2. So we say now there's a few games, and God knows with the current COVID situation um, and the bad weather, mm-hmm. whether they'll actually go ahead or not, half of them, because League 1 seems to have postponements left, right, centre at the moment. Yeah, there's, um, there's talk they're going to extend the season, isn't there? I think that's... That's probably the best thing to do. Yeah, it doesn't really affect um, the AFL as much, but if they did with the Prem, that'd be tight with the Euros, surely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, we have um, a few games in the AFL to cover, so we'll do that first, shall we? Um, so League One, I believe there's a grand total of four games this weekend. So we've got we've got Charlton Accrington on Friday then uh, three on Saturday. So is there anything that you like the look of uh, from any of them? I mean, not... Uh, there is one that that leaps off the page for me and it's a kind of sign of the weekend because I personally feel that the strongest, the strongest game this weekend is actually Ipswich. Unbelievably. Yeah, I because I, I, can't stand, I, I can't stand Ipswich. Like I, I think they're dreadful. However, before the profit chasers get a little bit, you know, scared of me tipping a team that I said are dreadful, Swindon are even worse. So it's it's a team at home that I don't particularly like, but I respect where they are in the league table against a team that I don't like that are at the rightful end of the table. So yeah, Ipswich priced at three to four, Tom. Um, they've won seven of ten at home. Swindon haven't won any of the last six games, and they haven't won any of the last eight games against Ipswich 
home or away. Uh, in recent times, they've lost 3-0, 4-1, 6-0, 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, 4-0 and 3-2. You have to go back to 1994 for the last time Swindon took any points off Ipswich. That was in the Premier League, can you believe? And it was wow. a 1-1 draw. So, wow. yeah, Ips- Ipswich in 7th, Swindon in 23rd. And I don't think much more needs to be said on this. Uh, I think I've, I've said everything that I need to say. How mental was that that this was a Premier League game? Insane. I couldn't wow. believe it. Mate. When I was doing my research earlier, I just yeah. I couldn't get round, get my head around it. But I agree with your tip anyway. I would just throw in there that we've mentioned on the podcast before that um, we kind of see Ipswich as the ultimate League One vultures, don't we? You know, when they play sides towards the bottom of the table, they tend to beat them pretty comfortably. And then when they play sides around them in the league, that's when they, they seem to come well and truly unstuck. But um, they've beaten Wigan, they've beaten Rochdale, they've beaten Bristol Rovers, Gillingham. Burton, Blackpool, when they were down there, um, Accrington, Crew, all this season in the league. So they have a very good record against teams that are kind of uh, lower mid-table towards the, and towards the bottom. Yeah, definitely. So I think actually it's a really good price, uh, three to four. So yeah, uh, next yeah. up, Tom, have you got anything else for us? Not for League One. Um, <laughs> I've got one in League Two. So if we swiftly just jump into League Two for that, it's another game that's priced at three to four. Uh, it's Carlisle at home to Leighton Orient, um, and I'm backing Carlisle for the victory here at home against the O's. Carlisle currently top of the league uh, with 39 points. Leighton Orient are in ninth, but it's Carlisle's current run of form which kind of impresses me the most. They're the top performing home side in League Two. Played 10, won eight drawn one, lost one. So they've got a really strong home record. And Leighton Orient on their travels, they have lost four of the last five away games. And that includes losses to teams like Cambridge, Morecambe and Scunthorpe, who are nowhere near in as good a form as Carlisle are in right now. So um, you'd think on paper, this would be a, a too tough a task for Leighton Orient. So Carlisle at three to four, again, looks like a pretty decent price to me. Really enjoying the nickname of the style of football that Carlisle um, are currently enjoying. Do you know what it is, Tom? Have you heard it? Enlighten us. So, what's Maurizio Sarri known for? What What's his style of, of play known as? Sarri ball. Yeah, exactly. And Carlisle's manager is Chris Beach. So, his style is being called beach ball which I think is just absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's it's brilliant. Absolute, I don't know who came up with it. I don't know who to credit. It wasn't myself. I heard it um, on another pod. But yeah, a beach ball, I just absolutely love it. So I'm all in for a bit of beach ball this weekend. Um, <laughs> I'm still a believer in Salford, Tom. Salford yeah. are my next tip. Uh, they're three to four. They're back at home where they haven't lost a game all season. Uh, they've got Colchester United come into town. And yeah, uh, Salford's lost two games in a row, both on the road. Um, 
1-0 to Leighton Orient and 2-1 in midweek against Mansfield. A decent Mansfield side that that was their third win in a row. Colchester, however, sliding down the table a little bit of an alarming rate. They're only in 12th, which I'm sure you know is is a decent position if you offered offered them this at this stage of the season. But they were right up there um, at the start of the season, occupying playoff spots. Haven't won their last five games. Their away record is a little sticky and patchy. Uh, they've won one, drew five and lost five of 11 on the road. So it sounds like they're pretty tough to beat. But in terms of their last five games, they've just been all at sea, Tom. They've lost to Cambridge. They've lost to Southend. They've lost to Morecambe. Uh, they've drawn to a really bad Port Vale side. They're, they've not played the best teams in the league and they still have got two points to show uh, from the last five games. Salford, as I mentioned, I'm not scared to back a team that's lost back-to-back games. As I said, it was on the road. They're back at home at the Peninsula Stadium now. And I think they get back on track three to four. I think it's a good price. And uh, yeah, I still believe. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. Like you're saying, uh, Salford's strong at home. The best defensive record at home in League Two. Uh, just seven goals conceded from their 11 games. So uh, they do tend to keep it tight and get the points. So yeah, I can definitely see that one happening. Uh, as for anything else, there's nothing that I've got. I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover from League Two. Yeah, so just one more, uh, Tom, uh, before we dive into the FA Cup. And it's a double chance. Um, it's two to five, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But it does include Bradford not losing away at Scunthorpe. I toyed with back in Bradford at a 29 to 20. But I feel like we're still early into this, uh, still early into this co-caretaker reign that we're seeing, and Scunthorpe are proving that they can either be dreadful or they can either pull a win out from somewhere. Uh, but yeah, the the joint managers, Tom, I'm sure you've seen this regarding uh, Bradford. They've got Mark Truman and Connor Sellers, 32 and 28 years of age in charge. Um, absolutely incredible ages. Yeah. And they came in re- after Stuart McCall was relieved. The club, they've done so well that the club has halted their search. They haven't appointed them but they've halted the search, which to me sounds like they're going to ride the wave as long as they can. Um, they've yeah, not lost definitely. in they've not lost in the five games they've been in charge. They've won three and drew two. They, I mean, I don't know a thing about these lads, um, so that's why I'm not really backing them on the nose because there's still an unknown quantity. We've seen before, you know, managers have come in, joint managers have come in and. And as a caretakers, they've made an impact, but you're just never sure how long they're going to last. I only learned who these guys were, you know, a couple of days ago, really. A couple of weeks ago, I first saw that they uh, took charge. But yeah, double chance. Yeah. Don't expect them to get beat. If you fancy something a little bit longer, 29 to 20 seems a good price. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, love that, wouldn't you? 28 years old, managing... Joint manager of a football club in the EFL. Bradford as well. You know, with all due respect to everyone else, 
you know, massive club in, at that level, right? So, huge opportunity. And, I mean, and the thing is, Tom, even if they don't get this job now, clubs around, League Two clubs, National League clubs, they'll, they'll take a punt on them because they're young, they're on the up, they've done a good job for five games. That automatically will get them another job. So, yeah, win-win for them and uh, all good news. Absolutely. I think that wraps up uh, EFL tips, so let's dive into Manscaped. Tom, happy 2021 to you. Uh, Spoiler alert, mate, hairy nuts are still gross. Uh, So step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. If Listeners, if you're wondering what we're talking about, we're obviously talking about Manscaped, the sponsor of the pod. Uh, start your new year off. Make sure you're nice and trim downstairs for that lucky person in your life. You get 20% off and free shipping uh, with the code FBP20 at manscaped.com. Uh, they ship to, I believe, Canada, America, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and it's growing at a rapid rate. So have a little look. Um, there's stuff like the Perfect Package 3.0, which is basically all the tools that you're going to need. In, include stuff like ball deodorant and ball toner, etc., as well as the uh, state-of-the-art trimmer. And also you can buy individual items as well. So log on, have a look, support the pod. FBP20 is the discount code. And yeah, enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, so let's have a look at the FA Cup games now, shall we? Um, we've got a couple on Friday night. Don't know if there's anything that tickles your fancy there. Aston Villa against Liverpool and Wolves against Palace. Um, two all-prem games. Anything that you like there, or shall we swiftly move to Saturday? So, first of all, Tom, I'm going to start us off with the Villa-Liverpool tie. And this is the first time that they've met since that crazy 7-2-7-3 game at Villa Park in the Premier League. Villa, much improved from last season, really impressive so far. Possibly one of the best players in the entire league and Jack Grealish at their disposal. A really good defensive record, added goals to their game, etc. And then you've got Liverpool who are kind of limping a little bit. They're coming off the back of that loss against Southampton. They don't have as much rest. Uh, they've, I think they had uh, three days, uh, sorry, yeah, three days extra um, rest, Aston Villa, because they played on the Friday. And double chance is 8 to 11. Now, these ties are going to be settled on the night or on the day. So if they're level after 90, they're going to go to extra time and pens. I think that might put a little bit more of an onus on teams to get things done. Um, Villa are 12 to 5 if you fancy them on the nose but I am also aware that this is Liverpool despite you know the loss against Southampton the n- not negative feeling but the little bit of a cloud around the club I'm still not willing to go against them totally but Villa to take it to extra time 8 to 11 I, I quite like that mm. Yeah on, on the pod last week you asked me do you trust Liverpool and I said yes uh, I've completely done a 180 on that now. Um, I don't trust them one shot at the moment, to be honest with you. So I agree. Yeah, I, I completely, uh, I completely see why, mate. They, I mean, just Klopp as well. 
Um, the stuff he's coming out with in the media is just absolutely laughable at the moment. And it looks like, you know, things aren't going all their way. And it looks like you can't handle it at the moment. So, yeah, tough tie for, for Liverpool. What else have you got, Tom? I feel like this week we've got a, quite a lot of uh, strong price Premier League sides at home to lower league opposition. Uh, one of those is Everton against Rotherham. That kicks off at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Um, Everton are priced on the nose at 4 to 11, so pretty much 1 to 3. Not really interested in that so much. Um, however, what I do think we could have a look at instead to get a little bit more value out of it is the half-time, full-time market. So that's Everton to be winning at half-time and at full-time. The price for that is evens. Um, Everton mm. at home against this Rotherham side who have lost five of the last six games in the championship, uh, don't travel particularly well. And, you know, I feel like, of course, there's going to be rotation and we've got to watch out for that. But um, if Everton play a fairly strong team, you know, they, they should have way too much for Rotherham. Um, and that includes winning at half-time and at full-time. Rotherham don't travel well as it is. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's worth adding, isn't it? We probably should have said this at the top of the FA Cup. Um, really important to check team selection with the FA Cup. It makes such a massive difference. Um, so, yeah, 100%, Tom. If Everton play even remotely, you know, uh, a strong side, you can certainly see that. And, yeah, it's a good price. Well done on on finding some, uh, some value there. Cheers. Um, I'm going to flip-flop to an all-championship affair. It's going to be Dollars Dishwater, it's Nottingham Forest and Cardiff City. Two teams really not great on the eye. Um, Forest have improved defensively, I'd say, since Hewton have come in, but since Hewton's come in, sorry, but offensively they've they still stink. Uh, under 2.5 goals is 8 to 13, so it's not a great price. But as soon as you look at this tie, it's just boring, isn't it? It's, it just bores you to tears. <laughs> it's so boring. I was going to say exactly the same thing. You took that one right off me. I was going to also add that, you know, we're saying to people, wait till the teams come out before you place your bets. You know, anything could, could happen. With this game, no matter what team Forest put out in particular, this is going to be boring. Um yeah, so I think you can be pretty safe putting this one on before the teams come out. <laughs> yes, agreed. Uh, another one for me then. This one is uh, also on Saturday at three o'clock now. Burnley at home to MK Dons. You know, I was speaking about Premier League sides who are heavy favourites against lower league opposition. This is Premier League Burnley against League One MK Dons. The price for Burnley though isn't too bad. One to two. Um, against a team two divisions below them, I thought was pretty decent, especially considering that they're at home. Um, they're on a good run of form. Burnley have lost just one game in their last six now in the Premier League. And in their last couple of home games, beating Sheffield United, beating Wolves. Um, we've seen them go away to Arsenal as well and get a win in recent weeks. So I think this Burnley side, who have really started to turn their season around, can uh, get a comfortable win against MK Dons at what's not a bad price, really. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree, Tom. I've got that one wrote down. You know, this isn't going to make you a millionaire, but chuck it in an accumulator and, yeah. you know, uh, definitely fancy Burnley to get something uh, from an MK side. Uh, let's talk about Stoke Leicester. Leicester, 8-11. to 11. You're looking at a team that is a point off the summit in the Premier League against Stoke City of the Championship. Stoke have been pretty bad since uh, since Campbell got uh, got injured. They have only won one of their last six games. They haven't won in their last four. Leicester haven't lost in their last four. They've lost none of their last four away games. I feel like I feel like less I know the fish fixture list is congested, etc, etc. Especially with Leicester, you know, the Europa League going for the top four, possibly even the Premier League, cough, cough, 40 to one, if anyone fancies it. Um, I think this, you know, this is a great opportunity for Leicester to try and win a trophy, no? Yeah, You've got to be targeting this, surely. Like, they're, you know, I, I the feel like best Mourinho, for the I feel like Mourinho is the only person who does it right. Yeah. Mourinho wants to win every single trophy he's in, and he's, he comes out and says he respects all the trophies and he wants to win them all. And I feel like I not enough it. managers of, of these clubs seem to think like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I hope Leicester feel that way because they're not going down, right? They have got no pressure to win the league. You know, they're not a Man City, they're not a Chelsea, they're not Liverpool. You know, if they come even close, wow, what a season, etc., etc. They've got a free hit. So they may as well go try go out and win this thing, um, but yeah, eight to eleven, Tom. I thought that was a good price. Again, team selection is something we've got to look out for. But you know, even if Ichinacho plays up front instead of Vardy, I mean, that's that's a Premier League level striker, right? So yeah, eight to eleven for the Foxes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... And for me as well, another Premier League team who are away from home and a decent price. I'm looking at Fulham away at QPR. Um, Fulham starting to turn things around in the Premier League. Uh, just one loss in their last six games, four consecutive draws. Like they're making themselves really hard to beat. But they're going away this weekend to a QPR side who are really struggling. Um, no wins in the last nine consecutive Championship games. It's seen them plummet down the league and really start to get sucked into the relegation fight. And I'm sure Mark Warburton's job is probably under some threat. Um, I think, like you're saying with, with Leicester, whoever Fulham rotate and whoever they bring in, it's certainly going to be a good level of player. You know, some of the players that won the championship with Fulham last season are probably going to come into this game uh, and play it. So, yeah, I think whoever Fulham field... They're more than capable of getting getting a result over QPR. Seven to five is the price. I think that is really good. Yep, so do I. Possibly the shortest away trip as well. Uh, yep. So yep. they've got that. Yep. They've got that to uh, to take into account as well. You know, it's not Oldham Bournemouth, for example, that I'm looking at. That's going to be a fair old journey. Uh, so yeah, uh, totally with you, Tom. Took one off my uh, sheet. Let's have a look at a team that could possibly be a Premier League side next season. That's Swansea. 
they are pretty irresistible at the moment in the league. Um, providing they play a strong side, they are priced at 9-20 to 20 away at Stevenage, who are League 2 strugglers. Again, Tom, it's the same thing. You know, Stevenage, sure, they might put up a little bit of a fight. You know, technically, they've only lost one of their last six, even though uh, three of those were draws. But you imagine, even if Swansea rest one or two, they should still have enough. You know, um, they should definitely yeah. still be able to to put a Stevenage side to to the sword. That I mean, me and you, Tom, have, have spoken time and time and time again about how we really don't rate the Stevenage side. They are twenty second. Uh, they are joint mm-hmm. second bottom with Grimsby of the EFL. So yeah. you've got to fancy Swansea, and like I said, they've been ir- irresistible recently. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think they'll win. I would say about this particular game, I think um, like you've got better prices. Like Swansea are worse price, for example, than Burnley at home to MK Dons, which we've read out. I think for your money, if you had to pick one, you'd go with Burnley at home, but I, I think Swansea should still win. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. So uh, I'm going to skip right to the end of the day here for Manchester United against Watford. Um, Manu, obviously on a really good run of form. It's seen them go right up in the league uh, where they could overtake Liverpool at the top if they win their games in hand. No losses in seven consecutive games for United. Um, generally, I think the form they're on, the momentum that they've got at the moment, they'll be too strong for Watford. There's obviously going to be a lot of rotation in this Manchester United side for this game, um, particularly because they've got the um, Carabao Cup semi-final against Man City on Wednesday, the day we're, as we're pretty much as we speak right now. But um, yeah, I think whoever they put out, they should win this game. On the nose, Man United are a crap price. Hmm. But half-time, full-time for Manchester United to win again. So looking at that market again, um, it's 5-6 to six for United to win at half-time and at full-time. I just think whoever they feel, they're going to have too much for Watford. Yeah, agreed. Totally agree. Uh, Cisco uh, hasn't had enough time to even get his feet under the table so I think to ask him to pull off an upset Old Trafford is a big ask big big ask Tom Marine against Spurs the, the largest gap between the two clubs in terms of league positions in FA Cup history isn't that amazing? Wow. The FA Cup's about a billion years amazing. old. <laughs> this is what it's about, exactly. This is what it's about. 1-50 to 50 for Spurs. Bloody hell. Well, Tom, <laughs> I was actually looking at Spurs to qualify, which is priced up nicely at 1-750. to 750. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I, wow. just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that in there. I was, I was desperate to try find some kind of value from this game, something to bet on, but I just couldn't. Um, I think the the gap is just way too big, but I can't wait for this game. It's going to be it's going to be so entertaining. Uh, just such a shame that fans won't be allowed in. But you know, just a yeah. little plug: Marine are doing an online ticket, so obviously it's kind of a once in a 
a Blue Moon opportunity for them to raise some funds. So if you're interested, just head to their Twitter page, Marine FC, and you can buy an online ticket to help support them and uh, give them the finances that they would have got if this was uh, a regular tie. But yeah, one to 750 for them to qualify. So uh, will you be putting a quid on that? Absolutely. Um, there's some cracking prices in, in this game across the markets. You've got, for example, I, I absolutely don't think Harry Kane will play in this game. But if he did, he is a 1-11 to 11 to score any time. So uh, you're getting loads of value out of that one. Um, Marine, when you're looking at the handicap market, you know, you can go Spurs minus 5 is... Just a shade over evens. Oh my god! <laughs> so um, the bookies are, are absolutely expecting a demolition. Uh, yeah. If you think Marine could potentially keep it respectable, there could be something for you there in this in this game. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's worth worth a watch. It's just typically typically the the goals go up to <clears throat> you know if you wanted to to pick a correct score. It normally goes up to what, maybe five nil for either side, yeah, something yeah. like that. Bookies are going up to thirteen nil. So if you fancy 13. Spurs to thirteen nil, it's two hundred and fifty to one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Marine to qualify sixty six to one. Could it happen? No. I'd want more than that. That's jeez. <laughs> Give over. I know. Six hundred and six. <laughs> but as as you um, probably guessed, Tom, um, I'm very excited for this game. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I am as well. It's going to be a great one and a great occasion for the Marine players. Um, give us an outsider. Oh, I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Right. I've managed to pick out. I know it doesn't sound a lot, but I've managed to pick out two strong outsiders. And then I've got one yeah. I want to complain about. Okay. Which one do you want? I have one which I think is probably going to be on your list, which I saw as well, which I think is a good price. Um, Go on, Portsmouth, then. are they on your list? No, they're not. Oh, okay. They're not. Take it away. Take it away. Oh. Well, in that case, yeah. <laughs> Portsmouth <laughs> um, are away at Bristol City and Portsmouth are priced at two to one to get the victory here which I thought was a really good price considering you've got a Bristol City side who are currently in 10th in the championship, but they're not on a very good run of form. They've lost five of the last seven games, four out of the last five games, you know, whichever way you want to spin it, Bristol City aren't doing well at the moment. Um, Portsmouth, on the other hand, they're currently third in League One, uh, just two points off the automatic promotion places. They're unbeaten in the last five games. They've won five out of the last seven uh, they're on a really strong run of form that's seen them go right up the table. Um, I think 2-1 to one for Portsmouth, who, as we're saying, are on really good form against a Bristol City side who are kind of dropping like a stone at the moment. Could be a, a good bit of value there. Can I be 100% honest with you? I miss this game. I, I've missed it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I thought this one would be right up your street. <laughs> I've missed it. I, I literally, I don't know what happened, but I did all my research. I've got notes and notes and notes, and I, I've just missed this game. 
and, <laughs> and if I saw it, I would be all in on Portsmouth. All in. Yeah. So, Two yeah. to one is a really good price. It is. It is. Oh, man, I feel, I feel vitalized. There's another, another outsider that I fancy. I'm going to bang all these in a treble. Um, not on the show because yeah. that would just be a nightmare, but maybe away from the show and uh, stick a <laughs> quid on it or something. But anyway, yeah. let's talk yeah. about uh, my first outsiders. Borum Wood. Borum Wood kickoff at 12 o'clock on Saturday. They are at home against Millwall. Borum Wood, a priced at 13 to 2. So, for those of you that don't really know much about Boreham Wood, uh, they are currently in the National League. They are 11th in the National League for context, so bang in the middle of the table. However, they have won five in a row, Tom. They're on some really good form. Tails are up. They've beaten Barnet, Aldershot, Notts County, Hartlepool, and Canvey Island. So let me put that into context for you. Hartlepool, second. Knotts, fifth. Aldershot, 13th. Um, Canvey Island and Barnet, we won't talk about. But <laughs> 13 to 2. Millwall, Gary Rowett's under a lot of pressure, Tom. They've won one in the last six, they've got no identity. They're really struggling at the moment to decide what they want to be. They, You would always say that Millwall would be up for the fight. They might not win the game, but they'll leave you a couple of bruises. Just not the case at the moment. They're a bit of a soft touch. They've kind of lost their way a little bit. And I think Bore and Wood are going to smell some, uh, smell some prey. And 13 to 2, it's worth a little look. Yeah, yeah, why the not? Silence, the silence was loud. I, I, I take no. it you, you don't fancy it. No, no, I can definitely see why. <laughs> to be honest, I was just checking the, the Manchester United against Man City team. <laughs> oh, great. No problem. No problem. Well, with that being said, are you, are you ready to uh, to read out another team, or do you want me to carry on so you can watch the Manchester derby? No, you carry on, mate. You carry on. Right, um, okay. I don't so actually. Just me. I don't actually have anything else anyway. So okay. Well, this is my last one, so it's just me and the listeners right now. Okay, listener. So um, we're going to look also at Bristol Rovers. So Bristol Rovers have our old friends Sheffield United at home. Sheffield United, as we all know, two points in the Premier League, a very real possibility that they will break Derby County's record of the lowest points ever accumulated in a Premier League season. I am, as a Forest fan, desperate for that to stay intact. Um, but this is going to go one of two ways. So Sheffield United, you're going to see this as a fresh opportunity you know, they're playing in knockout football. It's against a League One side. The pressure is still on because they're expected to win, but it's a different kind of pressure. So they're either going to go in and they're going to win 5-0 and everything's going to be great and they're really going to enjoy 
getting a win or putting in a good performance, scoring some goals, or the losing mentality is that set in that they're going to go down there fearing the national embarrassment of losing to a League One side. And that's what I think is going to happen. Bristol Rovers, mm. 7-2. to two. Oh, I didn't know you were with us, Tom. Sorry, mate. Um, they they are <laughs> they're doing really well under Tisdale. Uh, they've actually won four out of their last five games. They have only that loss that we're going to talk about is against MK Dons, which is a little bit of it's not a good result. Put it that way. Uh, but they're in 18th. I know that's not attractive. But when Tisdale took over, they were in 21st, sinking without trace. He's come in, he's revitalised them, and 7-2 to two against a Sheffield United team that are beyond desperate for a good result. It's something to think about again. I've finished now, Tom, if you want to rejoin. Sorry, sorry mate, have you done? i uh, rejoin you now. Yeah. <laughs> good. No, just kidding, I, I was listening to you. Um I, I can I completely can see reasoning behind that. I, I flirted with it. Um, I looked into Bristol Rovers and like the good form under uh, under Paul Tisdale, like you mentioned, and I was thinking of putting it out there. So yeah, you've gone for it. You took the plunge, and I, yeah, I'll yeah. back you with that. I think um, I think yeah, things are tough out in for Sheffield United. I also I have a complaint. Oh, go on then. What's the complaint? I hate the bookies, Derby County. Right. News came out Wednesday afternoon that basically the entire first team squad and the entire coaching staff, including the manager, will not be um, not be present in their game away at Chorley. I I don't know what price Tom Chorley were before this information came out, but Chorley of the National League North, obviously you're going to be playing against basically an under-18 side. I, I really don't know who's going to be playing for Derby, but I ran onto my chosen bookmaker and the game had disappeared. And I ran onto the next bookmaker, game had disappeared, ran onto the next one, game had disappeared. They caught wind of it, obviously, way quicker than uh, the public. And now, surely... Are priced up at five to four with Derby the Outsiders at seven to four, and I'm just annoyed because I was trying to be clever and they stopped me from doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, annoying them damn bookies getting their information quickly. <laughs> I just do you know what I mean? I was thinking surely yeah, five yeah. to one at home to a under eighteen side. You know, chuck a few quid on that, yeah. see what happens, but. No, they're five to four favourites now, so the bookies can stuff it, not doing yeah. it. Anyway, that's just a little complaint. Want to review last week's bombproof trebles? Yes, let's go through last week's bombproof trebles. Um, I'll go first with mine, then you can read out your victory. So I had a both teams to score treble, and uh, spoiler alert, it didn't feature as many goals as we would have liked. <laughs> So I started in the championship with Norwich against Barnsley. Norwich won 1-0. Went down to League 1 for Plymouth against Gillingham and Plymouth won 1-0. And finally in League 2, Bolton against Crawley. Uh, Unfortunately, Crawley also won 1-0. So if that had actually been a 
team to win one nil treble would probably all be millionaires right now. But unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it was a both teams to score treble, so we came away with nothing, unfortunately. And then to rub salt into the wounds, obviously mine won, which was great, but mine were all score wins. Every single team that I picked to win conceded. So if we had backed Man U to win and both teams to score, Oxford to win and both teams to score, Lincoln to win and both teams to score, or both teams to score in general, we would have been millionaires too. So just the way it works. But yeah, we had a traditional treble. Manchester United to beat Villa, they did so 2-1. Oxford to beat Burton away, they did so 5-1. And then the one that was a little bit more squeaky uh, was Lincoln to be Wimbledon away, and they did so 2-1. So that netted off a tenner 60-59. So, yeah, a lovely way to... Uh, did we finish the year like that? Was No, we started uh, yeah, the year, yeah. right? No, that was, that was, yeah, that was the New Year's, um, yes. New Year's Day games, wasn't it, pretty much? So for every single show that we've done in 2021, we've read out a winner. Yeah, so we've got a hundred percent winning rate for each show. Yes, but yeah, <laughs> uh, new week, new opportunity. Uh, if you haven't guessed by now, and if you're new around here, this is the part of the show where we read out uh, our bombproof trebles, which are typically all of the research, uh, knowledge, well, just general gut feeling, whatever it is. We put it into a couple of trebles. We back them ourselves with ten pound bets. But we only want you guys to bet what you can afford to lose. So please gamble responsibly, have some fun with it, and hopefully we can all bash those damn bookies together. All right, so I'll go for, I'll go first this week with my treble. Um, so we've spoken a bit on the pod in the main show about how we fancy these Premier League sides, and we've been looking at half-time, full-time markets, half-time markets, so... What I'm going to do is put together a half-time result treble. So, uh, first up, all games played on Saturday. Early kickoff alert. Nino, Nino, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but we're going for it. Everton to be winning at half-time against Rotherham, 10-11. to 11. Then at 3 o'clock, Burnley to be, to be winning at half-time against MK Dons, 21-20. to 20. And finally, in the late kickoff, Man United to be winning at half time against Watford is four to five, and a ten pounds example stake on all of those returns seventy pounds forty four pence. I'm not going to lie to you, that is about twenty quid more than I thought it was going to return. Genuinely. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Price price wise, I'm actually like pretty shocked. Yeah. Wow. So we've got three. Three Premier League home sides who are all in decent form against lower league opposition. I mean, what's not to love? So hopefully uh, these these Prem sides play a, play a half-decent side for us. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the face of it, it, it looks good right now. It's pretty cut and dry, doesn't it? It never yeah. is. It never is, but it feels <laughs> that way. Although I mentioned at the top of the show how much... I love the FA Cup. I've completely ignored it. Completely and utterly ignored it. I haven't gone anywhere near it. I'm focusing on the on the scraps of league football 
that I've got at my disposal. So we've got a treble. It's a traditional treble, just three teams to win. We're going to start off Ipswich, home to Swindon, three to four. We're going to go for Carlisle. They are at home to Leighton Orient, again, three to four. And we're going to go for Salford at home to Colchester. Do you know what price they are, Tom? Three to four. Three to four. Correct, sir. Uh, <laughs> so it's a three to four treble. Uh, I should come up with a funny name for it. The three quarter treble. I don't know. But anyway, £10 on returns. 54.27. I like that. Definitely. Um d- Salford scare me a tad, no. a tad. Ipswich and Carlisle, I think, definitely, definitely, I'm all in. Salford scare me a touch, but um, you've given your reasoning on the show, so I'll back you with that. Mate, Colchester United, that's all you need to know. <laughs> They're crap. Um, yeah, I love it, though. So hopefully we'll get two winning trebles, or at least one winning treble to continue uh, the 2021 win streak. And make it three wins in the last four shows. Um, shall we have a quick look at fantasy football? I know there's been a few games played since we last recorded. Yeah, if we if we have to. Some, to be honest with you, I had a good week. Somehow, the average points was fifty six, and I got seventy seven. Um, the only reason I got that is because I forgot to do my team and I left Son Hyung Min as my captain. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked Lucky at it. Bastard. I looked at it about maybe four o'clock on Saturday or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, doing pretty well. And then obviously I had a good week, green arrow, up to 170th. <clears throat> so pretty much back down to earth. Yeah. Um, I did alright, I got 65 points. Um, do you know who I'm sick to the back teeth of in fantasy football terms, though? What's that? Mohamed Salah. So, uh, short story. So, Salah's obviously been smashing it on fantasy football, as he does every season. And I've not had him in until three game weeks ago. So, um, you know, he got 14 points, 8 points, 7 points, 16 points. And I thought, right, I'm missing out here. I'm going to get him in. So I took like a, an eight-point hit or something stupid like that to, you know, rearrange my team and get him in. And uh, in the three games since I've had him in, he's got two points, three points, and two points. So just not happy with that, to be honest. <laughs> it's just not. It's not a good return, is it? No, not at all. Um, so. Needless to say, I've shipped him back out this week. Um, I swapped him for Kevin De Bruyne, so De Bruyne probably won't even play and Salah will probably get a hat-trick. So. <laughs> oh, man. It, honestly, I don't know why we set this up every year because it's me and you are just... I mean, you've done decently, but this season has been a complete and this utter wash. A joke. I was going to blame it on COVID. Yeah, well, <laughs> everything else has been blamed on that. So we'll rattle through the top 10 in reverse order. Uh, Brian Grant, Andrew Johnson, David Doherty, Vincent Rayner, Scott Strang, Owen Fagan, Andrew Jones, Matlock Cooper, Paul Fraser, and, drumroll please, a new leader in Sean Hayes. 
Paul Fraser, mm. who has been top for God weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, weeks. He's been knocked off, Tom. Rybridge United wow. by uh, Sean's team are uh, now top. He got sixty-two this week. Uh, he also had Salah, Tom. So <laughs> you're not alone. But the difference <laughs> was that he had Bruno Fernandez, Son, Carl Walker Peters, uh, who got a clean sheet. Obviously, um, Eric Dyer clean sheet. Grealish seven points. He just he just had a good week. He's just got a good team. So. Another one of, those, one of those fantasy football mystic megs who knows whoever's going to play well. Every By the week. way, I, I have some on this topic. There are Twitter accounts dedicated to cracking the code of fantasy football, and to be honest with you, I'm way too far down the rankings to to care now. But mm. how does that work? Do do they can they tell the future? Or is it just calculated guess, guesses like everyone else? That they can tell the future, doesn't it? Yeah. That's my, that's my best guess. Yeah. Or the, tell the future. Do you know what? They're probably looking at our podcast going, how do they know what the results are going to be? Can they tell the future? So <laughs> it's probably swings and roundabouts. <laughs> but if you want to join our fantasy football league, you'll join at your rightful spot as long as you've got a team already um, with the official Premier League website. Tom normally puts the league code in the pod description, but if not, then get at us on social media. Twitter, best platform for us, T underscore FB podcast. If you're a Facebook guy or gal, facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you want to email us with any inquiries, questions, etc., football betting podcast at gmail.com. Yep, if you have enjoyed the show, the best thing you can do for us is to leave a rating and review. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. We certainly would. Uh, it has been, it's been great um, doing the FA Cup. Something a little bit different mixes it up a little bit. Hopefully we'll get a couple of uh, upsets to talk about the following week. But yeah, go well and uh, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, we'll see you again, same time again next week, guys.